Welcome to the Second Chance Podcast, where we explore the deeper inner workings of the human psyche and new ways to reinvent and invent ourselves for the better, for the wiser, for the more rational, and the happier and more contemporary. We understand rules of nature and science, for example, you have this word. Just by understanding the rules of nature, we can play with nature and perform miracles in a way with nature because we've analyzed the laws of, of where its limits are and where and where you can uh, create potential, C- create from potential some sort of new creation. Same is true with the human being, the psychology of the human being. If we understand the laws of the human nature in the realm of the limits of who a person can be and who a person is, life becomes easier because we're we're not we're not facing a freedom of unlimited choice and getting overwhelmed by the the vast array of that of that choice. If you study all of humanity at once, it would be quite difficult to, to come to some sort of general consensus or conclusion, empirical conclusion, especially in the scientific arena, to like define what, what the nature of a human being is, what the limits of a human being are. and what, what constitutes expression and true expression and why is there why is there something closer to the self and something further away from the self that the self is just this structure of matter right why, why do we why do we become aroused by something amazing by looking at a looking at a landscape, looking at a view, why are we closer to that than, let's say, looking at a dark room where we're connecting to something deeper in that space that's within ourselves. It's not just in the landscape. The landscape is worthless, if not for our our perspective, and our perspective is only worth something based on what it experience, what, what it brings to for our experience and that begs the question who am I because I see this landscape and almost like it's a parable of of the self in that landscape which is very salient it's very splendid it has a splendor to to it it's like a a special experience that we, we understand and it's special because we ignore it if we constantly understood it, the landscape would have less meaning to us because we know that experience so well. It's like, yeah, of course, human being see this huge world and we could see far and high and more different colors and kind of like seeing creation. We're, we're a creation, like the idea of that we're a creation. We're, we're not matter. We're... We're a performance of someone else's play. And even though that sounds very uh, cheap and slave-like, it's very 
subservient to that performer it has such a special connotation for us we're, we're an actor in someone else's play and we're a performer in someone else's grand finale just like the landscape we don't look at the hill and we say wow this hill is an autonomous ex being or experience and it makes it special it's the fact that it's the hill and it's the valley and it's the it's the heaven and it's the earth it's the water and it's the it's the wind it's the color it's the green it's the it's the sunset it's the entire experience it's almost like they're all communing communicating together to bring you that experience make the hill alone might not be something that's worth looking at but the hill and the valley it's the up and then it's the down and and it resonates with us we see ourselves as that up and then the down we understand that we have a hill inside of us or we experience the form of being a creation that has a creator that impregnated us with the hill and the valley even though we don't actually have a landscape of a hill in the valley in physical terms. But we have an idea of a hill in the valley so much so that the hill in the valley resonates with us. It's what we see out there that defines who we are inside or what our nature is. Now, first rule is every human being is a hill and valley because every human being can appreciate and usually will appreciate the hill and the valley so it, it tells some it tells us something about the world in us meaning the world might be in a deeper expression or or uh, or not as deep meaning we're the deepest expression meaning the world is just an example and we're the we're the real deal or we're we're one with the world but that the world Nature is, is a part of our, our system. And nature resonates with us because we speak its language. If not, we would hate nature. Nature would be that territory that we have to trample and, and move towards greater ground. And just by that expression, we understand that greater ground, meaning even the idea of moving forward into greater ground means that earth, is more than just this plain um, dirt-like uh, matter. It's it's a place to gain ground. It's a place to overcome. And that means that there's earth in us that we need to overcome. Because if not, then what would earth be? The fact that we have to, f we feel that we need to overcome to gain ground over earth tells us the story that we're we're not just seeing earth and we're not just seeing ground we're seeing us at, in that relation meaning that there's there's an earth in us that needs to gain ground to move to to build to prosper in fact if we study everything that makes if we study everything that makes us makes us uh, vibrant, makes us experience something deep without any intellectual uh, curiosity. It's like a, it's like a, 
an emotional curiosity. It's, it's interesting. It's, it's cool. It's, it's awesome. It's, it's awe-inspiring. Tells us exactly who we are. In fact, we don't need to study the entire world and get a general average consensus of what human nature is and what is, what is not human nature. We could see the fact that a dark, closed room, solitary confinement is not the ideal experience for human being. They don't, when we, we look at a sol, uh, area of solitary confinement, we don't have an experience of joy and, and wonder. But when, when we see a beautiful landscape, we do. So we understand that there's, there's human nature, that natural parts of who we are, that has an inkling towards the landscape and not the solitary confinement. And more so, we could we can make conclusions from this. We could say that the, in the solitary confinement, the fact that we don't connect to solitary confinement like we do a landscape, it's not beautiful to us, it's not wonderful to us, is because it's in a closed space and that also relates to who we are. We don't want to be in an enclosed space in our mind, in our heart, in our being, just like we don't like to be in a in an enclosed space physically, we don't like to be in a closed space mentally or spiritually. Meaning, if we've locked out ideas that we don't want to explore, if we've locked out emotion that we don't want to explore, for some reason, this is human nature. I'm speaking of. For some reason, we don't want that because the solitary confinement is evidence of that, and. The landscape is evidence of the opposite of the more open, the better, the more open, the more tra uh, transparent the mind and the heart are. The experience of the human being, the body is with each other, with all the limbs and with the breathing and with the with the correlation between senses. The more that's that that demonstrates a deeper sense of our our initial nature, because we all find a landscape more appealing than solitary confinement. And this is one of billions of examples. I mean, there's so many things that we all find more interesting than other things. A great example online is um, the flash, the movement, right? Like I'm talking to you and I'm stagnant um, in place and it's not very salient to people as much as if there's somebody running or doing something or there's a change of scene, you'll notice most videos will have a cut and then a continuation, a cut and a continuation just to capture, I mean, I'll stop and then continue stopping just to capture that, that movement. So we see that we want movement more than stationary experience. So that tells us something about human nature that movement is, is relates that we need to move. We need to move it with our structure, with our body, with our legs, which is extremely important to take walks and to exercise, whatever, like the actual movement of our legs. And we need to move places, right? We can take movement to every level, we can, not just with our legs, but, you know, location, meaning move from one town to another for an, a small period of time or move for a long period of time, but constantly be available to moving. And then there's also movement in the soul, movement in our experience of life, meaning we don't see the same thing every day or we don't look for the same experience every day. The job doesn't look the same each day. And that's a deep developed sense of experience to be able to 
do the same thing but see it differently every day. I mean, those those are for the grandmasters in this in this area of self development. But as I'm saying, we see that all human nature tends to want to move more than be stationary based on what we connect to automatically. We we cannot. We cannot tell all of humanity that they would rather watch something that's stationary versus something that's moving. You're right, there is there is something resonating in just experiencing the moment, the, the, the subtlety, the quietness, but that has to be pushed forward. But if we're forced upon two options, we're always gonna grab, our eyes gonna grab that, that movement because there's something deep that, the that's that's happening in our human nature that's being experienced in the outside world. Now I'm trying to think, I mean there's so many examples, but this this train of thought of seeing how we see things and how it relates to us and how connected or disconnected we are will tell us exactly what human nature is. And we don't need to explore so much studying and so much contrary data and, and so many questions when we, we have the information right in front of us. What do we connect to versus what we don't? Obviously, there's going to be a limit to our exploration. But even so, there's there's something uh, wonderful in that. Another great example is social experience. Now, there is an element here where some people don't connect to social experience versus others. But I think everybody will agree that if all the barriers of social uh, contagion, of social anxiety uh, fell away, then that social experience is a deep connection, is, is, is a deep experience of life, especially a deep social connection. So, so we see from this that connecting to other human beings Again, this is a little bit controversial because social is a very complex element of, of life. But I think if we really generalize, and I'm being a little bit unfair in my generalization, but for the sake of this, the theme of this of this uh, video, I think it's important just to let's accept the idea that all human beings have a tendency. Just by the fact that there's a social anxiety means that we actually want it. We we don't we don't have an anxiety about experiencing life you know we have anxiety about experiencing death because we want we want life so so that, that that's that's by default the definition that we definitely i think all human beings want some sort of social connection i think nobody would, would want complete isolation from socialization besides um, mentally uh, ill people and, and and they struggle in their regard and that's and god should help them but in the regard of all of us, we, we have to ask ourselves, and then there's the general consensus where we, we, we cherish social connection, we cherish relationships. What does that say about human nature if we, if we find it wonderful to experience social connection, as opposed to right, the opposite of complete isolation from one to another? You know, it's not just demonstrating something out there in the world is demonstrating something about our human nature that we seek to have ourselves looked at 
and experienced by others. We seek really to see ourselves. Meaning in, in a deep sense, social connection is, is a really hard look at who we are. So we see that natural human nation tends to want to truly just zone in and focus on who we are and all the elements and all the greatness and the like just unbottling it all and finding the coolness and the brokenness and just because that's what social connection is in, in some weird sense i mean there's other elements that them that it demonstrates about who we are there's elements of the fact that we want we want inner dialogue to be very clear and precise just like we want the dialogue we don't want social connection without talking we want to connect within the dialogue with the communication that de demonstrates that we want communication within our own bodies and souls and the better we are at communication with ourselves the deeper of a sense of life we will have because this is demonstrating human nature i'm not talking about I'm talking about rules obviously we can't get to fundamental concrete rules like we can with science but the fact that it's interesting and wonderful to all human beings some sort of social interaction means that that social interaction is interesting to ourselves it's just an example of the experience on the outside i'm trying to think of another example of i think one more example will do it's important to get examples just to build this type, type this quality of thought because it's really a it's a program of thought it's not just an idea it's, it's a way of looking at life in general okay I'm gonna I'm gonna go there I think uh, the sexual because it's so powerful the sexual impulse meaning the, automatically everybody has some sort of I'm saying generally speaking in the average human being there is a social impulse impulse towards towards an opposite of who they are and, and for the for the male and male there's still a gender role there's still a role right it's 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 always going to be an opposite one's going to have to take the role and one's not whatever not to get into the details but there's still there's still a role being played and that's the deepest connection we seek this connection of opposite we seek to take who we are and put it into the opposite out there i'm saying it in a male sense but in a female sense take what we are and allow what's out there to come to us like the same idea of just capturing taking almost like this emptiness not emptiness or lacking completion and and admitting our failure it's a really humbling experience of sexual impulse because we're admitting our failure that we're not complete and saying that we need someone else to just finish do the job for us because we can't do it because we're limited and we need completion there's other there's obviously deep many other meanings to it but there's there's definitely that sense and it tells us something about who we are that we want to experience limitation and we want to find that external we want to find that external area that that completes that limitation but in if you go even deeper into yourself that, that demonstrates that you want to find something within yourself 
You can accept the limitation of who you are and then find something within yourself that's beyond that. Meaning, you'll find that idea that, that idea is a very good place. Meaning, you have a limited amount of knowledge and then you explore more knowledge. You've like brought in the opposite of what you knew. It's like you thought that it was... I, I recently I had this with a car crash that I was experiencing. I was on a bus and then the car backed backed up into the bus and I assume right away the car was the was the at fault and then I analyzed it further and I and I and I realized that the bus was already going around the car and the fact that there was an impact means that the the bus slid around up the bus the bus was going like this and then the car was backing up and the fact that there was an impact the hard impact on the bus's side if it was just an impact on the car then it would just be like this but the fact that the bus was moving and there was an impact means that the bus was cutting into into the ready backed up car and i was just i was thinking about it deeply and i was like wow what i knew was assumed to be true and then i just explored it deeper and i found the opposite is true and that was amazing and that's that's a that in in a in a a distant reality that's that's a sexual impulse because you're exploring that which is beyond you and opposite you to to complete yourself idea we experienced and that's nature that's the nature of a human being we want that so anybody who doesn't look to seek more than who they are is completely going against their nature um where else is that I think with strength as well, where we're, we're limited in strength, and then you work out, and then you're you're t you're taking an opposite. You're the weak, and you become the strong. In a small sense, um, you have an idea, you have an emotion, right? F finding a heightened sense of of an discerned experience, meaning you've experienced one way. I recently, my two grandparents passed away, and the more I explore it, the more I find wonderment in it because it's it's this is what I know and then oh wow she was this and how does that make me feel and what is that I mean I'm I'm building this the opposite meaning my grandmother was just this woman that that I grew up knowing in a childlike manner and now I know her as this hero but overburdened and like this whole like negative and positive and and a human being that struggled and faced meaning i'm knowing i know so much more this is based on my emotion of, of her death and so that that's an element of that um this reminds me just of a, a bible quote you have uh, in the beginning of when god creates uh man and woman Preceding that event, God says it's not good for a man to be alone. And one commentary mentions, um, because man shall not think that man is God, because God is one and man is one. So man needs a partner to realize that he's not God. Which is exactly what a sexual impulse is. It's, it's a limitation. Those who, who are so arrogant, who are so pompous, would would want less sexual impulse, would want less reaching out to a partner. Because reaching out to a partner means you're limited and you're lacking uh, 
completion. It's a it's a humbling experience as well as you're you're you realize that you can't even get it yourself, that, that completion. It's not this you're lacking. You're just which is really a godly impulse as well, because that's what we're seeking out in God. We're seeking out we're limited and we're seeking out that completion that can only be accessed on the outside. And in a negative sense, uh addiction is, is is a sexual impulse and well as well in this regard because we're seeking an external remedy for our our problem the only difference is that we actually have the answers to that problem we're actually telling ourselves we're more in an addictive behavior mindset we're telling ourselves that we're completely limited it's not just humble it's an eradication so we're so limited that even Taking care of pain cannot be dealt with with the self and needs external remedy. And that's a dangerous road because that's obviously self-destructive in, in the literal sense of the word. It's destroying the sense of self to a point where everything has to be coming from an external uh, remedy. So obviously there's that balance. I think that's a great relationship in life of that balance of realizing we're limited but understanding how much we do have autonomy and so we don't want to start losing autonomy because we're admitting we're limited but at the same time we don't want to think we're complete and we have nothing to no areas to grow in so i think that that balance is i think every human being has to contend with and, and find constantly keep raise 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 the thing about balance is that you can't just say, okay, this is an idea. Okay, great. Baruch, you mentioned an idea of balance. And, and then and then store it in your mind and just move on with life. It has to be constantly be erased anew, meaning because it's a scale. Right? You don't you go to the store and you weigh the vegetables. You don't say, okay, we weighed the vegetables. We don't have to weigh for the next three years. It always has to be weighed again and again and again. It has to be weighed every day or every week. There has to be. A, am I am I accepting too many limitations or am I expect or accepting too much completion? So that 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 has to be constantly weighed, and it can only be done periodically. It cannot be done in a in a in in, in a one time manner that just plays out to the future. That's the struggle because it's it's one of those things that has to be constantly weighed. And there's nothing that you could develop towards that will get you away from balancing this because you are human and, and there's a party that's complete and there's a party that's lacking based on nature, the nature of a human being, as I've demonstrated. So Let's say let's take these three examples and and produce a, as I was saying a program of thought, not just a not just a, an idea. That ask yourself what do we connect to and what don't we connect to, and and ask yourself what does that tell us about the nature of who we are. You, it's just using it's using wisdom. To, to some rationality that you already have. You already know what we connect to and what we don't connect to. It's paying attention to them and using your wisdom to say, okay, how does that relate to the nature of humanity? And then there's a specific nature of who you are, but first get that general humanity. Everybody wants 
a, a beautiful view and a landscape in solitary confinement. Everybody wants to know what does that say about every human being. And I'm not talking about the, the one lacking sound mind that that appreciates solitary more than the landscape. We're talking in a general sense, more an experiential sense, meaning how do you experience it? Because we're talking to you, and how do you experience it? How does that relate to you? Because you can't lie to yourself. You could lie about others, but you can't lie to yourself. You, you got to admit which one you like more. Then you have to ask yourself, why do you like that one more? Than you? What does that tell you about who you are? Because the landscape is irrelevant. It's just the landscape. It doesn't have any... The landscape and the solitary confinement don't have any expression in itself. It's you who find that expression. And why do you find the expression in the landscape to be wonderful and in solitary confinement to be detrimental because of who you are. Why? Wh what about you makes you go towards that over that? And 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 what does that mean in your thought? Because your thought is one of the products of who you are. And what does that mean of your emotion, which is also part of your thought in a way and part of your heart? And what does that mean about your body and every everything that's confined in you? Not to use a pun from confinement, but every, there is a certain confinement right there's a reason that we don't appreciate an open field as much as a as a landscape overlooking right the open field completely open is not as beautiful to us as as a view from above where you could see parts and mountains and rivers and you could see the full array of of nature as opposed to the open field where you just see the vast amount we don't want full openness we want some sort of confinement, right? We want the valley, we want the hill, we want that structure, but we want it to be very vast and way more than a, a prison cell of a four by four. That's that's for sure. So I'm just I'm just begging you to have that program of thought because this is one avenue towards truly finding yourself and really the goal finding nature the nature of yourself and even deeper than that to to constantly go back to that meaning always go to the landscape and never go to the solitary confinement always always go to the the exploration of completion of opposite and never say that you're complete but also always which is a contradiction really but always always admit your limitations but I, I don't think we need to do that in a fundamental way as much as we need to realize we need to seek completion because we, we generally have a sense of some sort of limitation because sexual impulse is pretty popular. So only, only truly pompous people start losing their sense of sexuality because they've, they've convinced themselves. We have this mythology or you know it's based on truth of some sort of, of Nebuchadnezzar the destroyer of the first temple who who got to this level and he was completely smart and brilliant man and he got to this point and he was he was so dried from sexual he was so dried from sexual impulse because of his complete conviction that he was uh he was uh he was complete he, he's made it. He's a human being who's made it. Um, 
I mean, he would, he would definitely, he would definitely um, use some sort of sexual expression, but more in a domination, right? When we lose the, it's opposite. We still want power, which is power is also a form of opposite, because the power needs one person to subdue another, but we're still having a relationship with the one lower than us. So power is also it's 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 a, it's a, it's a it has an erotic form to it. So the sexual impulse will have an expression of power. Once once sexual impulse from from a healthy place, from limitation of who we are and seeking opposite and trying to understand, grow and develop, there's the sexual impulse of power, you know, and to subdue. Even that could be eradicated, but that's where he was. And and then and then we find the end of the story where he uh, he ends up becoming an animal, becoming losing complete sense of mind, becoming seen now losing his mind, and 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 believing himself to be an animal, and then running off to the wilderness as an as another animal, where which is which is so beautiful, so beautiful that that's his that's his circle of life where he completely thought he was so much that he just downgraded because his mind couldn't 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 deal with that that egotism that 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 acceptance of freedom it needed that expression to the outside it needed that that relation to the world the relationships right and and eventually he just he downgraded when I say downgraded he lost his sense of of being human Instead of going up, as he assumed, he was just slowly breaking down his mind to the point where he was losing his entire identity. And that's the danger of, of deep arrogance and, and thinking that we understand that we are complete and that we know everything. We start down. First of all, we, we get dysfunctional when it comes to sexual impulse because, as I said, this is tied into that, but also that we start losing our, our mind. Like, who the heck wants to lose their mind? That's such a terrible thing. Um, and we start to lose our mind because there's only so much when you just say, okay, it's in here, it's in here, it's in here. There's nothing out there, there's nothing out there, it's in here, it's in there. The entire world becomes segregated from this mind to a point where in itself it starts to lose, like, who am I really? And then it just starts to become smaller and smaller. It needs the the energy of others to just be sane. Like, we know that people that were isolated for long periods of time start losing their mind because it just just by that fact, for sure those who, who segregate their mind from others in a, in, a, in, a, in a manual manner will become, will become a form of crazy. Damn, there's nothing in this world that would be it's worth going crazy, truly losing their, your mind for him. There's nothing in the world. It's such a it's the worst plague in the world. It's it's, it's a form it's a form of death while living. And we do see many people losing their mind nowadays and there's so many reasons for it, but it's it's truly terrible that we see it and there's nothing we can do. We can't save them. They're like drowning and we can't save them. Because you can't talk to somebody whose mind is already starting to be lost because they've already segregated their mind so much that there's 
only a miracle, only a complete shock. But usually even a shock would just employ more victimhood, employ more reason to isolate and then, and then I eventually fully lost and there's just no return at that point. And they're, they're just stumbling towards death without any relation to themselves or to the world. And their speech becomes babble. It, and there is a point, even even worse than that, where they start losing bodily control. Not only is their mind lost, they can't control you know, their bowel movements because they, they've lost relationship from their mind. It's a relationship. We need a relationship to have bowel movements. Even bowel movements we need a relationship for. It's 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 amazing. Like you, you do see when I saw in New York City, I lived in New York City Crown Heights and I I saw I saw people just literally lacking control of their bowel movements. To see that, to see a human just become so broken. And I promise you, they were not born like that. They were born with some nature problems and nurture definitely, definitely had a place, but they brought their own demise at some degree, we have to hold responsibility because if not, then we're not gonna find the answers. We're not taking responsibility, then we're not gonna find the answers. We're not gonna seek them because it's not our responsibility. Nature just decides who goes crazy and who doesn't. But if we say that we are responsible for our own minds and we're responsible if we go crazy, if we protect our minds, if we protect our souls, then then, then we will find the path of healing. And if not, then we're vulnerable to that to that state. Of course, if we have a great nurture, we have great nature, then we're not going to be prone to those things as much. But if we have bad nature and bad nurture, and nobody knows if they have bad nature, because how do you know? How do we know what's in our genes? How do you know what your parents were, you know, were doing when they conceived you we don't know these things but and and you know most people have never explored their nurture like their true nurture what what it meant to them as a child and even in the middle class healthy environment there's there's gateways to hell in that as well it's not just in, in the impoverished areas and uh, and if we had a good nature and a good nurture, then yeah, we're not gonna be prone. But if we don't, then with a lot of pain, a lot of struggle, and with a lot of mistakes in the mind, I'm not talking about in life. Like obviously in life, mistakes will cause poverty, or mistakes will cause health problems. But I'm talking like just mistakes in the mind, just trespassing in areas that shouldn't be because we haven't accepted our limitations of nature. We haven't explored who we should be and our ideal self and we've never touched upon self-transformation we start to become they start to go into a circle and that, and that circle goes faster and faster and there's victimhood and we're a victim of this and then and then we start reaching out externally but there's no source there's no there's no healing externally when when there's a circle in the mind it's they, people could scream at you and tell you but if you don't want to stop the circle 
it won't stop and usually people have already started the circle of dysfunction um, they are very stubborn in, in allowing advice or even their own advice to to transform them back to health health of the mind so these are a couple of words of a program this is a program of thought not just thought itself but a program of thought of getting nature clear what is human nature and what is not human nature and by exploring what we connect to we can find wealth and knowledge of who we are and there's once you've got all that then we can start discussing studying studies scientific studies and evidence and and so on and so forth and that's that's such a disputed field that it's like looking up a good diet online. It's it's not even worth it. Don't go online to look up a good diet because you just won't. I've tried many times. Good, what is healthy and what is not? You won't get it. You'll get you won't. Nobody will. You'll get it and then you'll see something contrary to that and get another thing contrary to that. It's just so contested, so fought over. You will get you will get only more confusion. So that is not a path to take if you want clear program of thought it's a path to take if you want confusion who the heck wants confusion thanks for listening and if you would like to see the video version of this check out my channel on youtube